You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. So today is my 20th visit to the Mall of America. Actually, that's not true because I've been here before I started this, but within this project of trying to get all um, of these bags from all the stores in the Mall of America, this is my 20th trip. It's kind of momentous. It's also the day that I start the North Wing, which is the final piece of the puzzle. I'm three quarters of the way around, and the North Wing is my last quarter of the mall. So, I mean, it's pretty good. It means that I'm really making progress, and um, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. Although, I have to say, in some ways, I, I feel some internal reluctance about embarking on this final wing because I don't know. I mean, as much as this is driving me completely insane, it's what I do. I mean, I go to the mall. That's pretty much all I do. I have a free day. I go to the mall. Uh, it's become my entire life to pursue this ridiculous quest and so when I finish it, I don't know if I'm going to feel good or lost. So anyway, uh, it's pure coincidence, but Clea, my friend Clea, has decided to come with me to the mall today to go shopping. She's been threatening to do it for ages, but she finally, I guess, has some money and she got paid for a painting or something. And and um, she is ready to shop. And she's been calling me and emailing me and she's really excited. She wants to go to all kinds of stores I've already been to, though. So I don't know exactly how that's going to work out. Um, we'll see. I'll, you know, maybe I'll shop with her for a little while and then I'll go off and, and, and do my job. Uh so I pick her up and of course when I get there she hasn't actually gotten dressed yet and she has a big thing of dishes to finish so I actually sit on her couch and look at her raw food books. Uh, she's gotten really into raw food lately and I have to say that even though every time I see her she's like look look at my raw food cookbooks. Um, I don't share her zeal for the idea of eating only raw food you know, a little salad now and then never hurt anybody, but I, I, I just can't quite get on board with this one. Um, but she's completely fanatical and she feeds me, um, weird dehydrated sesame patties and, and things like that. Um, whenever she has the chance and she made a really nice gazpacho, um, recently that, that I got to eat and that was really fantastic. I mean, it all tastes good. I just, I don't know need a little, uh, need a little cooked rice now and then, you know, or, or something, something to, I don't add a little meat to your bones there. Uh, but she's a fanatic. So while she finishes the dishes and goes upstairs to change, I 
look through her raw food books, which claim that if you eat a raw food diet, you will glow. You will glow because your skin and your entire body will be so healthy. Um, I guess because you're becoming one with nature and of course all natural things glow like that. I don't doubt that if you got off junk food and like, you know, stuff with like, you know, flour and sugar and stuff like that in it, that you would probably glow. But I just, you know, I don't know. I just, I have a hard time buying it. You know, now Clea does glow, but I think she has nice skin, you know, anyway. And I don't necessarily think she's glowing more now that she's been eating raw food than she was before she started eating raw food. Uh, who knows? Um, she gets herself ready and she comes down the stairs and she is ready to rock. I mean, she's got, she's got her shopping suit on. Basically she is just like raring to get out the door and go to the mall of America. Uh, we get into my car. I'm feeling kind of crabby. I tell her this sort of as a warning that, you know, don't expect too much out of me because I'm feeling crabby. And, uh, she seems not to believe that I'm really crabby. Uh, but she also does seem to take this as a bit of a warning, which I didn't really mean it as a warning. It was more just like, you know, yeah, cause she's so excited. <laughs> It's hard to be excited about shopping when it's your 20th trip to the mall. Uh, in any case, we drive to the mall. She shows me a different route, which, you know, um, is the route sort of more from her neighborhood and her house. And we get to the mall and we park and um, we find a really rocking good parking spot that is really close to the mall entrance on the east side. And I have to do my returns first. So we decide that I'm going to do my returns and she wants to do them with me. And then we'll go over to H&M and we'll do a little bit of her shopping. And then, you know, I'll do some of my work. We start at QVC with the returns. And it's funny because as I'm returning that pink t-shirt, she points out the name of the company that's on the tag and it's that dumb pink t-shirt with all those sequins on it is made by the quacker factory <laughs> i think that's pretty funny and i wish that she had been with me when i originally bought it because that would um that would have been a nice thing to notice that actually would have added value to the purchase i think for me uh as we go store to store, I am having a hard time keeping a straight face as I do my returns. I, um, I feel kind of self-conscious and there's, it takes so long to do it. And in every single store, they ask me for my information and I realize how goddamn boring this is to go from store to store and do these returns. And they ask me for my information at every single one. And I'm sitting there giving my phone number and my address and on and on and on. You know, I just, it's sort of, it's one thing to do this. And then it's another thing to have someone actually witness it. You kind of see it with new eyes. And uh, I have to admit, it makes me feel a little odd. However, um, she's very good natured about it and she's just kind of interested. Um, we have a little discussion about how, 
it's kind of funny that every single store in this mall pretty much has my information, like all of my, you know, all of my personal information because I've returned stuff. And that's kind of a weird thing. You know, if someone doesn't steal my identity, um, before this is over, it'll be a bloody miracle. Really? I, I, I no doubt have set myself up for some terrible, terrible stuff in, uh, the, the future. Well, um, you know, we, we get things done. She almost doesn't let me, uh, return that haunted Minnesota book to Barnes and Noble, but I tear it away from her and, uh, give it back to the very grumpy saleswoman at Barnes and Noble who she couldn't even smile at me. I mean, you know, I mean, I know I'm returning something and it's like negative balance to Barnes and Noble, but Jesus, you know, I mean, cop a smile once in a while. Uh, when we're done, we walk through the park to get to the other side of the mall, which is where H and M is. And this is probably a good place to start. This is the store that Clea probably talks about most. It's like the, um, and I, you know, it's one of my favorite stores too, but there's like uh mythology around H and M, you know, fashionable clothes for really cheap. Uh, and so we decide that we're going to start there. And I convince her to get her fortune told along the way. So we go to the fortune machine and uh, we each, um, Clea puts in her 50 cents first and she gets her fortune and it says, recently you've had to make judgments as others may be judging you. A wise man makes his own decisions. An ignorant man follows public opinion. A mountain is composed of tiny grains of earth. The ocean is made up of tiny drops of water. Even so, life is but an endless series of little details, actions, speeches, and thoughts, and the consequences, whether good or bad, or even the least of them, are so far-reaching. The more we judge, the less we love. Patience and thought will show you the right way. I have to say, I think that that is a really bizarre fortune for her. And, um, I'm not sure that I buy it. You know, maybe that was meant for someone else. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe someone was on their way to get their fortune told and, and they stopped and then we got there too early cause, um, cause that just doesn't sound quite right to me. I get my fortune next and mine has a little poem at the top and it says the devil and his pitchfork are gadding about the devil will get you if you don't watch out he places temptation in your way be strong be firm and you won't stray and then there's a picture of a devil poking someone who's trying to hide from him um, with a giant arrow and it says you are a very virtuous person I thought that virtuous was a word that you couldn't use very with like, you know, it's like very excellent. You know, you wouldn't say that you're virtuous or you're not virtuous. It's not like, you know, you can be very virtuous or a little virtuous. Uh, anyway, um, stop nitpicking Rosemary. You've chosen the path of righteousness and you will be very happy. Wow. Um, that is not the way I have particularly seen myself, but okay. You are not easily influenced. That kind of depends, but okay. Your relatives have a great deal of respect for you. 
Okay. Uh, they know that you have a keen mind and an understanding nature. You have a good sense of values. You love a beautiful home. And one of these days you will be in possession of one. Now I kind of take offense to that because I actually really like my house. So it kind of bothers me that, um, this fortune doesn't think that my home is beautiful. I mean, there's some things I don't like about it. Like I hate the carpet upstairs, but still, um, I don't know. That's another bizarre one. I think the fortune teller is a little off her game today. Uh, it certainly not like the super satisfying fortune experience that I was expecting. So we walk, um, through the park and get to the west side, which, you know, is very nostalgic for me because this is where I started, of course. And we go to the bathroom first because I have to pee and then we go to H&M. Now I, my decision is that I am just going to go in and watch Clea shop and help her find cute things, but I've already been to H&M and I don't need to be spending any money. So I'm just going to take it easy really. But once I get inside, I am ignited by the gods of shopping. I really don't know quite what comes over me, but you know, Clea's like trying to find a nice pair of shorts. I personally am well beyond the trying to find a nice pair of shorts thing. I have done so much shopping in the last while that, um, all of a sudden I have an eye for really cute stuff. And I, you know, I find this really nice brown A-line skirt with this blue leaf pattern on it. And, um, I pick out a size eight in that. And then there's a little sheer blue blouse that goes with it. They don't have a 12, but I pick out a 14 and sometimes 14s fit me better depending on the blouse because yeah, I got big boobs. Um, and it's a really cute outfit. Uh, and I'm like, well, I'll just try that on. But then it keeps going. I feel this insatiable desire to look cute. I, I don't know what it is. I just keep, it was like, oh, wow, that's a cute blouse. And wow, this is a really nice sundress. It's just, it's just endless. The kinds of great things I'm finding uh, we move through the store and I'm getting kind of overloaded and I'm thinking, well, I'm in really big trouble here because I really don't need to be doing this, but it's fun. And, you know, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of showing stuff to each other and picking stuff out and, and Clea starts egging me on, you know, try this, try this. And she's really funny because she is really surprised by me because she's never actually seen me shop before. And, and I guess she thought that I was just like a super practical, unwhimsical human being who, you know, I don't know, like a robot or something is like, well, this is a very functional t-shirt. I think I'll buy this. Uh, and here I am going for like super cute stuff. Um, anyway, you know, no big deal. We're having fun. And, um, I realize 
as I'm doing this that I'm having fun shopping for the first time since I started this project, which is amazing because I have shopped at over 200 stores at this point, and it wasn't fun in any of them. I don't actually know if I have that many fun shopping experiences in my life. I don't know if I've done too much shopping with girlfriends. You know, a lot of my friends have not been so into that. And so, you know, I don't like go to stores with them and, and go, oh, that looks so cute on you. Oh, try this skirt with it. Oh, but this is sort of what we're doing. And I, I'm having a damn good time. I, I go into the dressing room and Clea is still looking for more shorts and um, I I start to try this stuff on and I love the A-line skirt the brown one with the blue leaf um, patterns it's really cute the eight might be a little bit small for me but it just barely fits and I don't know you know I guess I'm more inclined to go down than up in size and then I try on the blue blouse with it the size 14 blue blouse is barely big enough to button over my breasts, which is insane. I mean, I'm not like the skinniest person on the planet, but I'm not overly fat either. I do have big boobs, but I, you know, a 14, I'm willing to go up to a 14 for the sake of, you know, um, my breasts, but a 16, that's crazy. How about making the blouse a little bit bigger? You know, you ever thought about that? That'd be good. So I don't feel like, you know, a fat cow when I try it on. If it fit, this would be a super cute outfit. Um, however, they're both full price. They're both $30 each. And while I might consider doing it, it's a little much. I am thinking it would be a cute outfit for my opening at the end of July. But... I don't know. I'm on the edge with it. I'm not quite sure it's the right way to go. I then I I you know try on all the t-shirts and none of them make me happy. I'm just you know too tight, too this, too long, blah 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 blah. Um, and then I try on this little sundress, which has this really pretty blue and white pattern on it and it's an empire waist and it's got these two blue ribbons right um, uh, at the diaphragm that you know are sort of signal the beginning of the empire waist and I always like empire waist stuff on me I think it's much more flatter flattering than anything else and um, I try it on and it fits really well but there's something about it I just can't put my finger on that I don't feel 100% comfortable with it. So Clea is by this point trying on clothes in the next dressing room over. I call her out for advice. You know, and she comes out and she goes, wow. And probably because she's only ever seen me in jeans and t-shirts, you know, she's never seen me quite like this before. Um, and she's like, wow, that fits really well. And I'm like, Clea, here are my questions. Do I dislike wearing sundresses just fundamentally? Or 
do I just not have the opportunity to wear them? And that's why I feel uncomfortable in them because I don't have opportunities. So I don't have any, so I don't feel comfortable. And if I bought one or two, I would feel comfortable and I would be fine with it. Um, Aclea says that those are very personal questions that she can't answer, but we try to get a little bit more practical at this point. It's the, the dress we agree is very flattering, but there's something not quite right. She says she thinks it's a little too girly for me. And that could be true. Um, personally with my short hair, I think I look like a boy with large breasts stuck in a girly outfit. And so there is just at some level, like a basic discomfort for me with this, this situation. Um, we checked the price tag and it's $29 and we decide that it's cute, but it's not me. And that it's not worth $30 at this point. So I feel very happy to have gotten that help and that advice. Um, I decide in the end not to get the brown skirt and I do try on one more thing, which is a brown linen long sleeve shirt, which is, which has a collar, um, and, uh, it's really pretty and it, uh, it, it's on sale for only $14. So, uh, this seems like a really good deal to me and, uh, I decide to get that. And I think that I've done really well to get out of here with only, that shirt. And I think that maybe I am going to do okay today in terms of not spending too much money. Now, Kalia wants to go to DSW next. Uh, so she is looking for nice flip-flops. She's currently wearing a pair of blue plastic flip-flops, which, you know, just look like the flip-flopping around type of flip-flop. Uh, but she wants a nice pair. And I have to say that I think that that's a little tricky. What is a nice pair of flip-flops? I know there's a difference between the kind of crappy plastic ones and maybe the ones that, um, you know, have leather, uh, uppers or whatever, but in the end is not a flip-flop just a flip-flop. You know, at the end of the day, I think it is. Uh, but, you know, she is on a quest for flip-flops. So we go into DSW and we start up and down the rows of flip-flops. And there's so many pairs. And really, no pair is just right. And she admits that she doesn't really know what she's looking for. Um, which, maybe that's better in some situations because you're more open or maybe it just makes you kind of wishy-washy and, um, time will tell, I guess, uh, in terms of our quest for flip-flops. Um, she finds a couple pairs that she would really like, but they don't have her size. So, um, it turns out they are all Clark's and I tell her that there is actually a Clark store in the mall and we can go and see it and see if they have any of the shoes that she likes over there. And so she seems pretty satisfied by that. Um, she does find this, uh, as we're walking over to the sneakers where I want to look, she finds this pair of white and black flip-flops that are almost $60, but they're really cool. And, um, and she likes them. She puts them on and decides to walk in them while we look at sneakers to see if they would be comfortable. 
Uh, we walked down the sneaker aisle and, you know, I kind of want a few things. I really like the Rocket Dog sneakers, but they're all $60. And luckily for me, they don't have any of my size. So I'm saved from that. Uh, then Kalia suggests that we go and look at the sale shoes, which, you know, I don't usually do, but you know, what the hell? I think that that might be a fun way to go. We head back. We're both in the nine and a half to 10 size range. So we settle into that area and she's still looking for flip-flops kind of madly. And I just decided to have some fun. And the first pair of shoes that I settle on to try on are these slick and beautiful light brown. Well, they're not light brown. They're sort of like almost an orangey brown pointy uh, satin shoes, um, high heels with, um, their, their covered toes in the front, obviously, cause they're pointy and then, um, open with just a little, a little thing holding your heel in at the back. And I try them on and man, these shoes are gorgeous. I do not usually go head over heels for shoes like this, but these these are like sex on a stick, man. I don't know how you would find the dress that would go with these, but these are the type of shoes that you buy and then try to find something to wear with them because they are so gorgeous. I would probably only ever wear them once or twice because they're so specific in the color and everything else, but they are amazing. And I show Clea and she is like, you have got to buy those shoes. They look so fantastic. And I have to admit, they do look fantastic. I really dig them. Uh, I know they are totally impractical though and like would end up in the back of my closet, never ever to be worn again. So, um, you know, I do think about buying them because they are pretty cute and they're only $25. On the other hand, you know, it just doesn't seem like a very wise thing to do. So I just keep looking. I find these really cute blue and green floral open toe mules, uh, that have slightly lower heels. And I think they look cute on me, but I think they'd look even cuter on Clea. She's blonde and has this really pretty kind of fresh look. And I think that these would be great for her. So I make her put those on, uh, which she does and, and really likes them, but she's also, I can tell reluctant. She can't, she was like, what would I wear them with? And it's like, well, with nice jeans or with this or with that. And she's not convinced. She, um, I, I, I can tell from the minute she puts them on that she's not going to get them. Um, she's still looking for her flip-flops. Look, flip-flops, flip-flops, flip-flops. She finds some Merrells. Uh, the red ones are too small and the other ones are pink and she doesn't like the pink. And it's a bit kind of, she's decided that those white and black ones actually don't, um, they bug her because they've got this leather part on the part that goes across um, the arch of your foot on the top and it digs into her foot every time she walks. So she's given up on those. Um, so she's trying different stuff on. I just start trying on every cute shoe that I would not normally ever wear and, uh, just to try them. And, um, there's a couple that I can't even get my feet into. They're supposed to be size tens, but man, I don't know. I don't have particularly wide feet, but I cannot jam 
my uh, little metatarsals into uh, into the fronts of these shoes, so it doesn't seem very practical to me. Uh, I try on this great pair of silver strappy shoes that you know would be so fantastic for like a dressy formal kind of event. Um, and you know, I would never actually buy them, but they're super sexy and, and, um, they're, they're just great. Uh, I try on another pair of black strappies and again, you know, I like them, but I don't love them. I could use a pair of strappy black sandals for dressing up in the summer. Uh, but I just don't know if these are the pair cause they're so, they've got like four inch heels and this doesn't seem very practical to me. So, um, I'm about to give up the ghost, uh, although Clea is loving me with all these sandals. She can't believe she's seeing me try all these things on. She says she's seeing a completely different side of me than she ever knew was there, um, which I think is pretty funny. It's not like I go and try on strappy sandals all the time. I just neither have the time nor the money or whatever to really shop that much. Um, but I'm having a a total blast. Um, it's really fun. Um, as we're trying to get ourselves out of there, I spot one more pair of shoes and they're sort of a strappy brown pair, not super fancy or dressy, uh, a little more dressy than the sandals I have right now, but they're, they've got a heel, but the heel is connected to the sole. So it's not, it's like a, a more solid base to be on. And it's not a four inch heel. It's probably a three inch heel. And I slipped them on my feet and Clea and I both are like, wow, those are shoes you must own. And I, I mean, they just look great. They feel great. They're really nice style and they're only 30 bucks, which is an incredible price for these shoes. Uh, and so I think, you know, I could wear these to my opening, actually be a little bit more dressy. They'd look good with jeans. They'd look good with a skirt. There's all kinds of, you know, ways to go there. So I kind of guiltily decide that I'm going to get these shoes because I actually think that they're a really good deal. It wasn't really what I had intended to do when I came in here, but, um, but I think that these were the way to go. I feel very sad as I pass the brown satin shoes. They are so fantastic, but I, I know that they're not quite uh, a practical choice for me. Now, Clea continues to be on a mission, um, and she wants to go up to Nordstrom Rack next. And I tell her, I am not buying anything else. And this is my pronouncement. That's it. I've had my fun and now I, I'm not, I'm going to help Clea shop, but I'm not going to shop myself. I immediately, when we get in, spot a really cute Nine West jacket that would be great on Clea. It's blue and brown and white. It's got kind of a check pattern and um, it's, it kind of, it has this kind of low waisted thing that buttons, buttons kind of low and it's very feminine um, without being fitted. And it would look really cute with like a, a little tank top or whatever. It's so clear. I think she even has a shirt that I'm reminded of, you know, by this jacket. 
I drag her over there and point it out and she's like, Oh my God, I love this. And then she looks at the price tag and it's $60. Um, so she's kind of mad at me at this point because I'm leading her down a very bad path, but it is perfect for her. I mean, it is perfect for her. She glows really in this jacket. I mean, you know, fuck the raw food. Like this jacket makes Clea glow. Uh, and I can tell she loves it. So she takes it off and she um, says, well, I'm just going to carry it around for a little while. I think that this is a good sign. I think that Clea should be in possession of this jacket, really. Um, we keep going. Uh, you know, she's still looking for shorts um, everywhere she can. And uh, I spot this Lucky Jeans um, rack and they're only $35 a piece. And I am still feeling sad about those $100 Lucky brand jeans that I returned. Clea and I have a conversation about whether her ass will fit in the Lucky brand jeans. And to be honest, I really had never thought about it and I don't know. But I know that I want to try on some and I really like Lucky brand jeans. So I pick a couple off the rack. This is a really good bargain. So I think that, you know, I should just try a couple on. So uh, I'm just scanning the tops of these racks to see if there are any brand names of designers that I definitely want to go over and, and, you know, find some of their stuff. And I notice one that has the Tool brand name, at least I think that's how you pronounce it, T-U-L-L-E. And that's the brand of that great black long jacket that I bought here towards the beginning of my shopping trips. And I love that coat. So I go over and um, check out what's on that rack. And they still have some of the little jean jackety ones that they had when I bought that jacket. But they also have these fantastic sort of plush colored coats with, um, you know, those rounded collars. They're, they're sort of low. I can't remember what they call them. It's like, um, it's a very feminine kind of look. And it's not very practical because it's not like you can pull your collar up or something if it's cold. But these coats are cute. I'm telling you. Um, so I throw one on and um, they're only $30. Um, I throw on a pink one. And then Clea has made her way over pretty close and I yell, Hey, Clea, look. And she looks at it and she's like, that is so cute. And I was like, come on over here. And um, I find a red one for her. It's a wine red and it's really a nice color for her. Really, really flattering. And she puts this on and she is like, oh my God, this would be perfect for dressing up and going to openings and stuff like that. And she uh, looks at the price tag and it's $29. And she's like, well, I'm definitely getting this. So I think that that is great. She's, I mean, she looks really good in it. It's very kind of cute and stylish. Um, she's found a couple pairs of shorts she's going to try on. One's a lucky brand pair, which I think is, you know, should be nice. And um, she's got a couple pairs of jeans too. Uh, we decide to go look at the sale shoes again. And on my way, I pass by the fancy dress rack 
And um, this brown dress catches my eye uh, with this brown sash around the waist. It's kind of a high waist, not quite an empire, but close to it. And it ties in the back. And um, I'm thinking, wow, this dress would go really well with these shoes that I just bought. And I have a couple weddings coming up in the fall. And wouldn't it be nice to have something? And it's only $30. So um, the one I pick off is an extra large, but um, I search the rack and I find a large. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I go and I find Clea in the shoes and she's still looking for her flip-flops. I find her and, um, you know, sort of look at some shoes and try a couple things on. And there's this pair of really nice brown Steve Madden shoes that are uh, very high heels, but very dressy. They look really great. And um, I actually kind of like them a lot, but I've just bought those other sandals. And so um, I'm not going to go for these, but they're super cute. Um, I don't know where the shoe thing is coming from. It's like all of a sudden I'm trying on all these high heeled shoes. Like there's no tomorrow. I mean, who am I becoming? This is crazy. Um, we head to the fitting rooms and I, uh, start trying stuff on. I do the jeans first, uh, cause that's just easiest. And I don't love any of them, not $35 worth. So that's good. I, I get that out of the way. Clea tries on her, pair of lucky brand jeans and she decides that they, um, they are not going to fit her ass very well. Actually, I think they look great, but she's, you know, she's feeling, um, that they're, they're just not, not her. Uh, we keep trying stuff on. I put on the dress last and it's actually kind of cute. Um, it, ties in the back and it, the way it ties it, it's a little cheap looking. I'm not sure I like the tie in the back. Uh, and the other thing is that it shows you it's $30, but it's marked down from 48.80 and 48.80 for a dress doesn't seem like very much. And it's not that I want to pay more. I mean, I'm great to get like a good deal, but I'm kind of a stickler for quality. And I wonder if this is kind of a cheap dress and that people will think it looks cheap. I don't know. Um, anyway, I, I, I tried on and I don't know. So I asked Clea to come out and take a look at it. And she says that it's a knockout and I'm a little self-conscious really in any dress cause it kind of emphasizes my curviness and I'm more comfortable with my linear self than my curvy self. Uh, but she insists that it's really fantastic and that I should buy it and that it would go great with the shoes. So I go back and I get the shoes out of their bag and I put them on and the shoes are actually the ones from DSW are too casual for this dress, which is a total bummer because they're just the right color, but they look like I should be going to the park and them not to a fancy dress thing. So that's too bad. Um, but with Clea's encouragement, I decide that I'm going to get the dress because I do have a couple weddings to go to and I really don't have anything to wear. So I, uh, I'm going to go for it. And, you know, um, my reservations about its cheapness aside, I think it's probably a good buy. Clea decides to get both jackets and a couple of pairs of shorts, which I 
totally support. And she is freaking out because she's like, I'm going to spend like $200 in the store and I don't need to do that. And I'm being kind of bad. I, I say, um, well, Clea, you would spend, you know, um, a lot of money on say books at the Walker or at the Whitney in New York or something books on art, you know, on artists you like, and you wouldn't think twice about it. So this will bring you a lot of pleasure, you know, and I feel a little bit like I've just set up this comparison, like, oh, you buy those silly books and they probably just sit around your house, but this you would use all the time. And I'm kind of surprised at myself that I would do that. It doesn't seem, doesn't seem very me somehow to be like, uh, kind of a Philistine about art books. Um, but I just let it pass. I figure, you know, I'm in a bit of a shopping frenzy. So, um, you know, I should just go easy on myself. Once we check out it, Clea has, in fact, only spent $158, um, which I think for two great jackets and two pairs of shorts is a great deal. I think she's done really well, and I think that she should be proud of herself. I decide as we're leaving that I need to go back to DSW and look at those satin shoes with this dress. And, uh, so we head back downstairs to the first floor and we go straight to the back and I get the shoes down and I can tell already that they're going to be too light. Uh, I put them on and they're still as sexy as always. And I pull out the dress and the dress is this really dark kind of chocolatey brown and the shoes are kind of this orangey brown and they just don't go. It is such a fucking bummer. I want an excuse to buy these shoes. I'm almost tempted to bring the dress back, buy the shoes, and then start shopping for a dress to go with the shoes. This is a completely impractical way to go, but this is what I feel like doing. Um, I don't heed this inner voice telling me to do this because I realize it's ridiculous, but I, I, I'm thinking about those shoes. I can't really get them off the brain. As we're leaving DSW, I'm thinking that maybe what it is is those Steve Madden shoes that I tried up at Nordstrom Rack, but I'm not going to put Clea through that right now. I'll go back some other day and uh, and and bring the dress and, and look at those Steve Madden shoes again. Now we're starting to run out of time because I need to um, get back in time to pick up my kids but uh, Clea still has a couple things on the brain and she really wants to go to Clark's. She would love to go to the Gap and she would also like to go go to Victoria's Secret. I don't think we're going to have enough time for that. She also tries to drag me into Urban Outfitters and I'm all fine with that, but I just mentioned that I always have bad luck there because it's all clothing made for skinny people and uh, I end up just looking fat and ridiculous and all of it. And she stops in the doorway and says, well, you know, I, I guess you're right. Yeah. Let's not go in there. And then I feel bad because, you know, if she wants to go into urban outfitters, she can. I was just really commenting on my own relationship with urban outfitters, not trying to censor her relationship with it, you know? Um, but she says, that no, she's, she thinks I'm right. And, um, and, uh, she'll just go to the gap. So, um, 
I tell her that the gap is on the way to Clark's and she is marveling at my knowledge and understanding of the layout of the Mall of America and all her favorite stores in it. But you know, when you've been here as much as I have, it's kind of second nature and she's very happy to have a guide. And I think she's settling in to being happy about, um, those jackets that I found for her. I think that she made some really cute buys and, and I think, although she's a little panicked about spending the money that, that she's cool with it. So we start to head around towards the gap and, um, we head in and look around and, um, I, I say, gosh, I just, sometimes I'm really into the gap and sometimes I don't find anything there. And I think it's on a downswing right now. And then I think, Jesus, Rosemary, you did it again. You're fucking censoring Urban Outfitters, and now you're going to censor the Gap. Uh, You know, just let Clea shop, for God's sake. She wants to shop at the Gap. She can shop at the Gap. But she agrees with me again, and I'm feeling a little domineering here. But but I think, um, you know, I think there's really nothing interesting in the store. So, uh, you know, I guess we should probably move on, and we're running out of time. So we leave the gap and we're only a few stores away from Clark's and, um, it's getting pretty close to the time that we have to leave. So, um, we, we hurry down there and I give her a little tour of what they have there. They really haven't changed their stock since I've been there. They still have the ones that I bought before that I really liked, and they're still the only shoe in the store that is not on sale. I can't believe it. I mean, if they were on sale, I would consider getting them again, although I do think I prefer those Rockport ones that I bought. Um, They had these kind of strappy things that went across, and they were really nice. Anyway, there's tons of flip-flops for Clea to look at. Um, there's ones with these little stripy rainbow things on the sole, and um, there's all kinds of different ones. We try to flag down a salesperson to help us try them on, uh, but they are just as stubbornly not available as um, they were when I shopped here last time. I don't know if it's just because they're so busy, but they could really use one or two more people. I mean, it really takes a long time to get helped around here. Clea tries on a few different pairs, but they are out of her size in almost everything. So I guess the bad side of stuff being on sale is that, you know, all the the size nine and a halfs and tens are gone. It's funny, Clea tells me that size 10 is now the most common shoe size for women, which I find unlikely somehow. I feel like almost all women have smaller feet than me, Uh, but she said she read it somewhere. So, I mean, there has to, I wonder where they got the information. They wouldn't make that up, you know? Um, but it does always feel like there are no size 10s left in anything. That's for sure. You know, the choices left for Clea here are just not that optimal. There's a brown pair, but I can tell she doesn't like the brown. She wants like a blue or there's another white and black pair, but they don't have those either. They've got brown and light brown. 
Um, and then they bring out an orange pair of the kind that has the stripy sole. And she tries on those. And she they're the most comfortable. But she walks around in them. And she keeps saying, well, what do you think of the stripes? And I'm like, well, I think they're kind of cool. But they definitely make them more casual. And it doesn't really matter what I think of them. If I think they're cool, that's fine. But if you don't like them, then, you know, then you shouldn't get them. And she keeps walking around in them. And she finally comes back and she says, I just don't like the way they look. And I said, well, then don't get them because you won't wear them and then you'll be unhappy. And she nods her head. And that, um, that's, I guess, her final decision. I suggest you go to Zappos.com because they might have um, some of the Clark's shoes there. And if they did, maybe she could get a pair that she, you know, saw at DSW and maybe they'd have them in her size. They're really good and they're fast. And um, if you've already tried on a bunch of Clark's and you know that they fit really well and they're comfy, then, you know, you kind of can't go wrong there. Well, we are both exhausted at this point I'm a little uh uh I guess mm, disappointed in myself both for spending more money on myself and also for not getting any new stores done but on the other hand this is more fun than I've had in ages and I'm really proud of Clea for those jackets. I think that those jackets are awesome, and I think she's going to love having them. Um, I feel a little bit like I've become like her personal shopper because she's going on and on about what a good eye I have, which I find hilarious. I don't know if any of my friends would ever have said that about me, but here we are, you know, 2006, and um, and I'm being accused of having a good shopping eye. So, uh, so, I mean, I think that this was actually kind of nice. It was like a little celebration, you know, getting three quarters of the way around and then not feeling so pressured all the time, not being always like, go, go, go. You got to do 10 stores and just like really shopping for a change, like really shopping. And I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I, I almost feel like I'd like to do more of it. Um, guess we'll have to see about that. Uh, in any case, time to go and get my kids. And, um, and uh, next visit, I am going to start in on the North Wing and actually tick some of these stores off. I'm almost there. And, but I do feel like I've infused life into my, my shopping and, and, and my project. So I, I feel really good about today. <laughs> 